We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd pick up the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and then you pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important where you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're that kind of guy that likes to bet on a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how your bet is, NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ang today. You play, you win, you get paid. It's the moment that you've all been waiting for. Week one of the regular season, the Detroit Lions versus the Arizona Cardinals. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down the Arizona Cardinals roster and also look at some weak points on where the Detroit Lions can attack the Arizona Cardinals offense and defense. Also, how would Kyler Murray and Cliff Cleanberry look in their first professional game? Find out on episode 39 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 39. Guys, the gang is all back, man. All three of us are back together. It's been on the Blue Wire Network. On the Blue Wire Network, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been what? Three episodes since we haven't been together? Yeah, it's been about three episodes. Three episodes, Man. man. That's crazy. It's crazy. But you know what time it is now? The regular season's here. You know, we couldn't all miss this one. We all had to make our arrangements to make this episode possible. Regular season's here. Preseason's over. It's time to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. All right. So before we get into the Arizona Cardinals, I do want to talk about some announcements the Lions made. So they announced the injury report and they also announced their 2019 team captains. So I want to get into the team captains first. So for the team captains, the Lions are going with quarterback Matthew Stafford, linebacker Devon Kennard. Safety, Quandre Diggs. Offensive tackle, Taylor Decker. Linebacker, Jared Davis. Wide receiver, Danny Amendola. And no one else but better, long snapper, Death, Taxes, and Mulbach. He's our team captain. And for the injury report, let's get into that. We have, for the Lions side, we have linebacker, Jared Davis. He is questionable, which is crazy to me. Defensive tackle, Deshaun Hand, he is questionable. Cornerback, Rashawn Melvin is questionable. And then Frank Ragnow is questionable. So no one is ruled out for this game just yet. For the Arizona Cardinals side, we have offensive lineman, Lamet Gaylord. Sorry if I mispronounced that. He is ruled out. Offensive tackle, Marcus Gilbert, their starting right tackle, is ruled out. 
Linebacker Hassan Reddick is questionable, and linebacker Zeke Turner is also questionable. So that's all the injury report and all the team captains. So let's get into the Arizona Cardinals. Wait, before we go to the Arizona Cardinals, just real quick, just so everybody can know, Trey Flowers did have a full practice today, and he is scheduled to play on Sunday. We're going to get our first look at Trey Flowers that's this huge, Sunday. Man. That is huge. Yeah. I want to add um, other things like reports from our beat writers where Jared Davis pretty much all week hasn't been doing much. But the fact that he's, that he's questionable could be a sign that he could be coming back, coming back next week. I'd be shocked if he came back this week. Um, Rashawn Melvin did a lot today in practice. Maybe he has a shot to play. We'll see. I believe Deshaun Hand will be a game time decision. And then Frank right, right now, he's like, they're saying he's on track to play. He's been like participating. That's so, huge, man. So, who do you think is going to be out? Um, right, right out the gate, I think it's going to be Davis. And after that, I don't know. Yeah, Sean Hand is like a 50-50 right now, it seems yeah. like. And then Rashawn yeah. Melvin's almost like that same boat right now. I'd honestly be shocked if Davis plays. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd be too. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy enough he's practicing already, honestly. It, it, right. Exactly. It, it's tough. I just want everybody to know that it is kind of tough at this time because they, like Jared Davis... You know, Deshaun Hand, you know, Sean Melvin, they haven't had any full practice this week. So it is a little tough to to determine if they're going to exactly on track to play this week. So it's a little yeah. tough because they've been, you know, limited in practice all week. But they have a shot. So we'll see. I mean, so far, the only person for sure that will be out there this Sunday is Trey Flowers. Yep. Yep. All right. You guys want to talk about – man, I've been waiting about this for months now, man. <laughs> I Like, talking about regular season football, this – this doesn't seem real, man. It does not seem real. But let's get straight into it, man. Arizona Cardinals. Pierre, who are some players we need to watch out on that Arizona Cardinals offense? The number one overall pick. As a Kyler? Kyler Murray. Quandre Dick said if he this dude was like six four or six five, this dude would be like an elite quarterback coming out, like one of the best prospects ever. That's how talented he is. He's short, but man, he could run. He could throw the ball. He has a really nice arm. Throws it with some zip. He's smart. We saw him at Oklahoma. We won the Heisman in college. Yeah. QBU. Yup. And then at running back, David Johnson. We know what David Johnson could do. I mean, he's just... He could do it all. Do do I dare bring up a stat? Do I dare bring up a stat? Bring it up. Bring it up. (laughs) Man, it's been a while. Since the Lions have acquired Damon Snags Harrison... There's not been a really running back who's run on the Lions. Um, okay, I'm going to use my one cuss word. Sorry, Kevin. The two big fuckers <laughs> is back. So um, with those two guys in the middle, it is very tough to run in that middle, man. It, I don't care who it is. And here's going to go more into this offense, but I'm going to give you a quick uh, sneak peek. This offensive line it ain't nothing to talk about. They added another big fucker, Mike Daniels. So make it three of them now. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, man we, got, we got a squad. Oh, man. Uh, um, their wide receivers are interesting. They got some speed, size. They're different combinations. Larry Fitzgerald, we know what he could do. He's he's a legend, future Hall of Famer. Um, he's probably going to play in the slot. Christian Kirk, outside receiver, speedy guy. He looked really good last year before he got hurt. Um, Malcolm maybe could talk about the other guys. He watched them on film. I don't really know much about them. As far as like Christian Kirk, I went back and watched a lot of that week three preseason game that the Arizona had against the Minnesota Vikings, just like, just so I could get an idea of you know what formations they'll run on offense and you know what kind of routes the receivers are running and seeing if Kyler Murray had time in the pocket, how he looked in the pocket, how he looked in the backfield in general. And after watching, I actually watched the first, second, and third preseason game. I didn't watch the fourth one. Um, I'm not. I'm pretty sure a lot of people is heard what the what the Raiders did to him in week two. Um, week two, he was running a lot of you know four wide receiver sets, and they were bringing the house on him. Um, he, you know, he looked rattled. He looked scared, to be honest. And he he when you kind of make him uncomfortable, he's off on a lot of his throws. Now they did adjust on that third preseason game. Um, I saw that they were using a lot of 12 personnel sets in the shotgun, bringing in extra blockers. Um, and then the wide receivers, with the extra blockers, they were able to hit some deep route receivers um, on some deep passes like Christian Kirk, um, Dimitri Bird. 
hit him a few times deep. It's so, Demir Bird. It's Demir Bird. But Demir Bird. Yeah. He was able to hit him deep when um, he had time. So, the, to be honest, the, the game plan that I think that the Lions should go for on this one is pressure the hell out of him. Get him uncomfortable. If they do that, he's going to be rattled. He's going to be off on his throws, and we'll see what happens. I got a question for you, Malcolm. Who were they uh, playing that week three preseason game? They're playing the Minnesota Vikings. So that's someone who should be, uh, you know, that's getting some hype on their defense. You know, they've had good defenses in the past, you know, looking like to have a good defense again this year. So, I mean, that was a good test for Kyler. So it, it was. And it's definitely and interesting. He didn't get pressured, I don't think, at all that game. He didn't get pressured wow. at all that game. And and the reason why is because they were using a lot of extra blockers, a lot of extra blockers, a lot of tight ends. Um, and they were running a lot of two wide receiver sets that game. Now, I'm not sure that's what they're going to roll with in the regular season. But in that game, I guess to keep Kyler safe and to build his confidence back up because that week two preseason was a disaster for the Arizona yeah, Cardinals I watched offensively. Um, so I guess to you know build his confidence back up, get him in the pocket, have him make some throws, you know, roll him out. He didn't. He he was pretty clean that whole day, and he was able to make you know when he has time in the pocket, he's one hell of a quarterback. Yeah, but right. that's the that's the thing. He needs the time, man. And he needs he needs the time. He needs the time, man. He also what I noticed too is that he he rolls out a lot because there there were like in that game there was a lot of balls batted down, and that comes because of his height. Um, right. There was a lot of balls getting batted down. I believe that game it was probably. Two or three, just from what I saw, um, balls getting batted down from you know the defensive line just batting them down. So he rolls out a lot too, and he's good on throwing on a run. But if he's being chased, if he's being pressured. He's not. He's not as accurate, and I realize that, that if he's being chased, he's being pressured. He's not. He's not as accurate he, as he is if if he's just clean in the pocket. Yeah, um, yeah. Malcolm, I want to bring up something. You know, you said you don't know if they'll run twelve personnel or they'll run like. Wideouts, though they only have two tight ends on their active roster. I know they have seven wide receivers. They do. So no. most likely, what they'll do to spread them out, and I think they'll try to run a lot of like zone read options for Kyler Murray. They could, and the, this is gonna put them in danger. To be to be honest, like if I see them in a four wide receiver set, I, me just watching them week two and what they did in week three, it's gonna be all short routes. They're not gonna. You know, take take the look, take the chances of having, you know, those wide receivers run deep routes, and then having Kyler Murray being protected by that just the just the offensive line is not going to be good enough. Um, especially with the injuries they have now, the offensive line is going to be even weaker. So, if they do run four wide receiver sets, look for short routes, a lot of you know five and outs, a lot of um you know legal picks, what they were doing um just to get guys open. But there's going to be nothing deep if they're running. A four wide receiver set. So, what exactly do you think the Lions' defense should do to counter that? You know that Arizona I, Cardinals' offense. I think what they should do first is they should stack the box, force them to pass, stop the run, and force them to pass. When you make them one dimensional, it's a wrap. Well, they're gonna stop the run. That's not a question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think stopping the run, stopping Kyler, keeping Kyler in the pocket, and pressuring him inside the pocket is. Is, is is key because you don't want Kyler. What you don't want is over pursuit, right? And then have Kyler have an open lane just to take off. Um, that's what you don't want to have. But what I know is the Lions from last year. They were able to contain those scrambling quarterbacks. As far as like they didn't let them run one crazy on them. Even when we played um Mr. Vitsky, he didn't run crazy on us. Um, when we played. Josh Allen, Cam. he didn't run crazy on us. Cam Newton didn't run crazy on us. We contained them, and that what they do is with the spy, what they were using last year. That that could work again this year. They keep a spy in there, you know, pressure him with, you know, maybe throw some different blitzes at him. You know, definitely want to throw your front four at him. Don't, don't, don't ever rush just three. You know, you don't want to rush three. You don't want to rush at least four or more. I think they should run rush five. I, to me, I think they should, you know, bl- rush five or more. Just to get him uncomfortable. If you get him uncomfortable, this is going to be a very, very, very easy game. Yeah. Speaking of Russian five, can I go through their O-line really quick? Oh, yeah. Good. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Their left tackle is DJ Humphreys. First round pick. I mean, he's been inconsistent. has struggled to stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he's good. <laughs> their left guard is Justin Pugh. He was with the Giants a couple years ago. Last year, he got hurt. 
I mean, he was good with the Giants, but this guy's been hurt a lot. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> Their center is AQ Shipley. He's 33, coming off a torn ACL. Beat Mason Cole for the job. Oh, my God. Continue. He's a better pass blocker than run blocker, but he's a below average center. He's not the best. C continue. <laughs> Their right guard is JR Sweezy. He comes from the Seattle scheme. Good in run blocking, not the best in pass protection. Okay. okay. Their right tackle is Marcus Gilbert. He's, he's, he's not out. Playing. Yeah, he's but not I talked to uh, a Cardinals Instagram page at Cardinals Lee. I was like, who's going to play right tackle? He said this. He said he could see Justin Pugh play right tackle. And they'll put Mason Cole in at left guard. I said, okay, that makes sense because Pew did has played tackle for the Giants before, but it's still not like guys will be out of position. So they're gonna has, they're gonna just scramble guys around. I say, has they he could do that, or they could they claim some guys and they also have a seventh round guy they took a couple years oh, ago. They could play those guys at right tackle. So really, oh, their right side is in trouble. <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> this, this, I mean, this is this is this is great because, and this is going back to the draft when I said that they are drafting Kyler but not addressing their issue, which is their offensive line, and which gave Josh Rosen so many so much problems, which gave David Johnson, you know, no rushing lanes to to even you know break a run. They never address their issues, so this is best case scenario. I was actually hoping that they do draft Kyler just so they won't be able to address their other issues. And this is this is terrible. This yeah. with this offensive line, I honestly think they, the Lions can rush their their front four and still be able to generate a hell of a lot of pressure on, on Kyler. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Especially when you guys got like Trey Flowers, yeah. Romeo Quara, you know, Damon and Daniels. Aishan. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I want to I want to see how they're going to try to mask it because sometimes you can you can you can hide you know flaws like your offensive line you could probably throw a lot of screens quick passes to kind of hide to kind of mask a bad offensive line so I want to see how they're going to twist it but that goes to good coaching and that's something I don't believe they have but we'll go into that later. What's hold, on, on? hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stay on that topic. You, you've said some strong words about Cliff Kingsbury this week, and saying that that dude is not a head coach. He's yeah. an offen no, He's a college offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, definitely, def definitely, college, call yeah, definitely college, call um, offensive coordinator. Um, wow. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Now, a lot of people may not know Cliff. The last I remember Cliff before he was a college head coach, he was like a David Fails. Um, he was drafted in the sixth round. By the New England Patriots, and he is a guy who never saw the field. He was literally a David Field. So, 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 Tyler, what I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes, and ten <laughs> years from now, David Fields, he's the Cornander. Detroit Lions head coach. Oh, head coach? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> How would you? What would be your first reaction? What if David Fields was the Detroit Lions head coach? <laughs> you know I love the Detroit Lions, right? You know how much yeah, I love this I'm, team, right? I'm just saying, that's who uh, Cliff Kingsbury reminds me of. This dude, as a player, David Fields, <laughs> he's a guy that bounced around, never saw the field. When he did play, he looked just like David Fields. That doesn't make sense, though. Just, just hear me out. <laughs> okay, hear me I'm going to make my case after you, though. Yeah, you, you can. Now... As a as a as a college coordinator, he looked he looked great, but college offensive coordinator is is different from professional offensive coordinator or any any skill position coach in a pro level. He has no resume as being a skill position coach, a coordinator in the pros, a damn water boy in the coat in the pros. He hasn't did anything in the pros. He hasn't he done nothing. Has. He actually has. What? Um, what has he done? In two thousand eight to two thousand nine. Lord, we're bringing up. up. We're, we're bringing up a decade ago. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what happened to us? What, what, what did he do in two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Okay, it wasn't in the pros, but it was in college. I, so okay. he did everything in college. <laughs> everything he was a he was a position coach in college. He was a coordinator in college, and he was a head coach in college. Now, as a head coach in college, he failed. He yeah. has a losing record as a as a head coach in college. He has a his record in college is he had thirty five wins and forty losses. Now. 
I've never seen a coach in college get fired, demoted, and he's going to be a USC offensive coordinator and then promoted to a head coach in one month. I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> a guy that has no, first of all, he failed as a coach. He has no professional experience at all. I've never seen anything like that. Now, you could bring up Chip Kelly. You say, oh, well, Chip Kelly, he had a really good offense. He came to the pros. Chip Kelly, when he was in Oregon, his record in Oregon was 46 and 7. 46 wins, 7 losses. If you want to bring up college coaches that, trans- that made the transition from college to the NFL, you want to talk about Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll, his record as a, as a coach is 97 and 19. Mm. Those are coaches that succeeded. Then you can say, okay, they succeeded in college. Let's promote them to professional. Now you're a professional coach. You don't fail in college and then get promoted in pros and think you're gonna it doesn't work like that. College professional trying to find the Sean McVay, man. <laughs> Sean McVay has Sean McVay I had know. professional experience. But he I'm was a saying, coordinator. He was to a be fair, Malcolm. To be fair about his college record, he was at Tech. Tech is not like the easiest place to recruit guys because there's Patrick Texas. Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes, he made Pat like he made he, Patrick huh? Mahomes to who he was. What? <laughs> <laughs> he helped Patrick Mahomes. He developed the kid. He developed the kid. Patrick Mahomes was not a four star or five star. I don't. He had talent. He had Baker. He even had Baker Mayfield his freshman year. He had. It's not like he had a full team of scrubs. No, but he recruited those guys. That, that, that's great. I'm, I'm great. I'm glad he's an awesome recruiter. But what? <laughs> no, like he developed me? them. Like he developed into what they are. These guys weren't highly recruits. Okay, so he developed college kids. What has he done in the professionals in the pros to start? Starting. We don't know yet. He's going to start. It's either going to be a failure. It's either going to be great. We'll he see. Failed in college. Yeah, but I just told you he didn't have good recruits. Like his defense was always bad. So he's a recruiter. <laughs> so he, he was good at recruiting offensive players, but he was bad at recruiting. I think he was good at recruiting players. offense. I just don't see it. Now, could he prove me wrong? Like I've been proved wrong many times in the past. Sure, he could prove me wrong. I just don't see it. He has no resume. He has no history. He has no history of working with professionals. And the thing is, the college level and professional levels is just, it's like playing two different games. It's yeah. not the same game. You could college is easy because you could have. A great talent, and that great talent, Patrick Mahomes, it could be better than everybody that he plays. Every college team that he plays, Patrick Mahomes' talent level could be far superior than that defense. That's that's how college is. NFL, Mahomes. there's talents, there's talent everywhere. No matter what team you have, there's talent everywhere. Everybody's everybody's talent. Everybody's, right. everybody's professional. So there's yeah. no there's no talent as far as lopsided talent on on different teams like that in the professional world is different you could get away with shit in college because you have more talent than them professionals everybody in professional football is professionals so a lot of shit that he does in college is not going to work um and like i said he has no resume so i don't believe in (laughs) i don't believe in this guy until he proves it i don't he is to me until he proves it he is a college offensive coordinator. That's what he's going to he be. He was a college head coach, though. But, uh, yeah, and he was a college head coach with a 35 and 40 record. That is a 45 winning percentage in college. <laughs> yeah, to no, me, that's he, not going to cut I, it. That doesn't cut it. That doesn't cut it to get a promotion to lead an NFL football team. That's, it should not have even happened. So if this doesn't work, what's going to happen is he's going to get fired. I. I personally see it happening in two years. I see it this year, next year, he's gone. Um, he's going to get fired. Their GM's going to get fired. And Kyle's going to be in a weird spot. Either he's going to have to learn a brand new offense, or he might be considering going back into baseball. I don't know what's going to happen with Kyler. But man, we, man, we I might give it to go back to baseball after this game. All right, uh, Malcolm, I to give be it fair. Two, I give it two years. <laughs> to be fair, um, Mahomes and Baker Mayfield were both three stars. That, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So. But, but when you have when you have that type of talent, and like I said, you could get away with that stuff in college. You could get away with some of that stuff in college because you might have yeah, Patrick Mahomes. If you have Patrick Mahomes and a and a really good receiver, those guys might be way talented. You might be playing against, you know, a guy that's not 
really, you know, college, there's different level of college. Like, there's some guys who right. never see professional football. They only get a chance, the opportunity to play professional football. That's what they could be playing against. Uh, so it's not like saying, oh, yeah, he developed these guys. Patrick Mahomes always had a strong arm. You know, he may have worked with them, but the shit that he worked in, didn't college shit is not going to work in the professional. Like, I just, like I said, I don't see it happening, especially a guy that has no experience. But, well, all right, let's sum it up. So, Malcolm is not a believer in Cliff Kingsbury to see the NFL. And um, as we go into the Lions offense and the Arizona Cardinals defense, I am with you. So, let's get into that. <laughs> if you of us on the show use Harry's razors, if you visit their website, you can check out all different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash dwyer. Why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. It's $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with weighted economic handle for an easy grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip, and trimmer blade for a close shave. Rich, lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great and a travel blade cover to keep you razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash blue wire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. ShipStation is the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter if you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. Right now, the Pride Podcast listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com and click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right. So let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals defense. So this defense is a lot more impressive than this their offense. So, Pierre, go ahead and list some of their guys. All right, let me start with their D-linemen. I don't know exactly who's going to start because they have some, they've made some movements, but there's your, their D-line. Zach Allen, their, their third-round pick, but they had a first-round grade on him. Tyler, I know you liked him in the pre-draft process. Yeah, um... Yeah, I liked him not to start right away though. That was my no, uh, not to start right away. But he he was you liked him. Who did, who, uh, who who was that guy that man handled him in the um senior bowl? I, I don't remember. It was the Northwestern or Wisconsin guard. I forgot exactly, but whatever. Is so, it the card com- we got? Oh, Ben complete- Shaw. It wasn't Ben Shaw. No, uh, the other guy. I, I remember. I remember there was a practice of this in the senior a, bowl. It was a first round offensive lineman, I think. Was it? Was it? Was it Cody Ford? Maybe sure. I thought it was a Northwestern guard. I don't. I don't know. But th- yeah, I know we saw that tape, and then Tyler's mindset of Zach Allen completely switched. He was like, oh, I don't want this guy. Yeah, yeah. They got uh, <laughs> they got oh, Corey Peters. He's a solid vet. Clinton McDonald, another solid vet, but he's like kind of old, and they signed him late in free agency. They claimed Jonathan Bullard from the. Um, from the Bears. He's a defensive end. They got Rodney Jones. I don't know much about Rodney Jones. I'm not going to lie. 
basically this D line is like nothing flashy about it. But now let's go to their linebackers, where all the where the all the flash said. They're two edge rushers, Chandler Jones, who who probably be up against uh, Rick Wagner, and then T Sizzle will probably be up against Deck. Then you got um, Hassan Reddick. We liked him in the pre-draft process, but he hasn't. He's been injured. And he's he questionable also. Actually questionable yeah. right now. Jordan Hicks, who Tyler also wanted in free agency. I like Hicks a lot. I, I think like he's, Hicks. He's an underrated Mike. And, yeah, those are their linebackers. Now let's that's go to their... That's solid group. Yeah, let's go to their corners where I, Patrick Peterson's on IR. I mean, oh, Patrick Lord. Peterson is suspended. Oh, Lord. And then... Uh, <laughs> Robert Alford is on IR. Yeah, yeah. Right, who, who is your group? Oh, he, he's starting. He's starting. Oh, wait, wait. Who's starting? Byron, Byron Murphy. Murphy. Ryan, Mur- Ryan Murphy's starting. Okay. The rookie that we sort of liked. I, I yeah. don't know. He. They also yeah. had a first round grade on him. They took him in the second. Yeah, he was the first pick in the second round. Tremaine Brock. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, Chris Jones is their other starter. Wait, 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 wait. Our guy? The undrafted guy from last year? Oh, shit. That is him. He is. Oh, yeah, wow. Christ- it is Christian. Oh, you guys oh. didn't know that? I-, I didn't put two and two together. I just saw the name there, and I was like, oh, uh, Chris Jones, I guess. That's but, yeah. yeah. They're, uh, then they got their safeties, who I like a lot. Their starters, uh, Buda Baker or Buda Baker. I'm not exactly sure to say his name. DJ Swanger. And they have the two Thompson guys they drafted. Deontay Thompson. That's your boy. That's no, your not. boy. That was your no, boy. not after the nanny. I want, I, want to, I want to make a quick um, note that Pierre did have a first round, a first round grade on top ten pick grade. Top ten pick grade. In all fairness, in all fairness, that was like in what was that February when you, that was before the that? natty. Before that was the draft. It was like up before the bowl game. I know yeah. the bowl game changed your mind completely. You was like, oh, hell no. Let's bring up the audio. Let's bring up the audio. Deontay Thompson, too, man. That kid is special. I take oh, him oh. at RP, too. Okay, I want to hop onto that, though. Why? Okay. Wait, why let me say something, though. Let me say something. Let me say something. <laughs> Quinn is getting up to age, right? Tavon Wilson is 29. You got Diggs locked up. You got Tracy Walker locked up. Adam Thompson. And, man, you have a heck of a trio of safeties right there. Yeah, but why are you gonna draft the safety in the first round? You guys, Dylan Thompson, who they uh, who they selected in the supplemental draft in the fifth round, I like him a lot. I think he's good. So those are their like their guys, their starters, and their their players. I didn't really name everyone, but I named like their main players. Yeah, those are the guys who are gonna play. And um, about that about that their their starting defense. Um, I got a chance to watch them in that week three preseason game, and. Their linebacking core looks it's impressive. And a big thing, um, Riddick, Riddick didn't play that third preseason game. He's questionable right now. When he didn't play, it was Joe Walker out there. And Joe Walker did a pretty good job on filling in that role. So I think he's a pretty good linebacker if Riddick can't go. But their linebacking core, that's, I think that's going to be the strength of their team is their linebacking core. Their linebacking core is pretty damn good. Um, and they're able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So... That's that's one thing you, you you'd want to look at your linebacking core. As far as the corners, um, Brian Murphy, he looked he looked solid. He looked solid to be honest. He looked he looked solid. He was breaking up plays. Um, you know he's 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 good. As far as if they're running a short route, he's pretty good. I didn't really see him get beat because Cousins was just Cousins was just that's another story. Um, as far as Tremaine Brock. He got beat several times, but Cousins just overthrew that ball. Like I told Pierre, <laughs> he threw one ball into the one hundred. It was like one hundred sections, like row seventeen. Like it was like way off. Damn. <laughs> like he overthrew Diggs so far that it was just bad. And that would have been a touchdown because Diggs had like a good five yards on Brock. Ma- Malcolm, is there any way you can make an arrangement to come to Detroit um when the Vikings come in town? So maybe we have a chance of catching the football? I need your hands out there, man. <laughs> man, like I'm telling you, like it was, it was. But that's like I said, that's that's another story, another topic. Uh, cousins and how he overthrows, whatever. Um, but their defense, they look solid. They put a lot of pressure on, on cousins. Um, what I what I did notice, um, their running defense is still suspect. Their running defense is still suspect. Um, so is Kayon going to eat? 
if Carrion gets 15 touches, he's guaranteed 100 yards. Whoa. Um, it does guaranteed. Um, Dalvin Cook broke an 86 yard run on them for a touchdown in that third preseason. It was like 86 or 83 or something like that. Broke an 86. Yeah, he was just broken on them, and they were just they just missed tackles, and they were diving all over the place like it looked crazy. <laughs> but their running defense is still not good, so um, that that's a, that's a big hole. Um, and it's kind of you're probably wondering like how is the run defense not good if they have a good linebacking core? They over pursue a lot. What I noticed in that third preseason game. So um, yeah, carry on if he's patient enough, he's gonna find a hole and he could be gone like real quick. And yeah, I guarantee, I guarantee if he has 15 touches, carry on will have 100 yards this game because their their running defense is, is just just bad. Now I want to get into our matchups at wide receiver. So Byron Murphy is 5'10". He's a shorter guy, and Marvin Jones is 6'2", and then Kenny Guy I believe is like 6'4", 6'5", around there. So uh, they're they're starting Byron Murphy. He's a rookie, and he's 5'10". It'll be interesting who he's matched up against. I'm guessing he'll play outside, right? He played outside in the preseason. He played. He played outside that that first half when the starters were out there. He played. He played outside with um, with Brock. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. You got Marvin Jones who's six two, and then you got Kenny Gallagher who's like six four. So you have a five ten guy, and he's a rookie. I test this kid, just see what's up with him. Tremaine Brock, he gets beat a lot. If I remember correctly, last year or the year before, he was an awful corner. <laughs> And then you're being nice, man. I, I am saying he's awful. And, and I mean, Chris Jones, he wouldn't be on the Lions 53 man roster right now. Let's just put it that way. You don't think he'll be on our 90 man roster right about now? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, I don't know about I, all I, that. I, but... I'm not feeling this disrespect on Chris Jones right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, th- I thought Chris Jones is actually not a bad player for us last yeah. year. I mean, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he's all right. I think Arizona will run a lot of zone. So one player who I think will have a huge game, because I don't think they have a guy who could cover him. I don't think anyone on that team can cover TJ Hawkinson. I think Hawk is going to have a big game. We'll see, though. What are your thoughts? What do you guys think? Um, The Lions are going to absolutely whoop the Arizona Cardinals. I really don't have much to say about this game. Like, this is kind of like, like, I'm like super excited that the season's starting, but like, I'm just like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, this game, like, if we don't beat the Arizona Cardinals pretty badly, I'll be honestly kind of disappointed. Like, I have no, like, I'm not, like, expecting a loss at all. Like, I'd be very, 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 very shocked if the Lions lose this There is game. one player who could destroy your game plan, and that's Chandler Jones coming off the edge. And we know Rick Wagner has struggled with speedy edge rushers, and that's what Chandler Jones is. He's a quick guy off the edge, uses his speed really good against the run, really good against the pass. That's my own. That's like my main concern of this game is that matchup. Hopefully, they'll give them help. I mean, I mean, I, I talked about our tackles in the last in the last in the last pod. I talk about that. They need to step it up. They do. They they need to step it up. We play we play nothing but really great edge rushers. Our whole schedule is nothing but good. At least one elite edge rusher is probably every game we play. They need to step it up. We can't have. Oh, we have a concern because Chandler Jones out there. No, Rick Wagner better step his goddamn game up. That's what he needs to do. Um, if not, yeah, he, he might be seeing Stafford a lot if Rick Wagner can't pull his weight. But that's the, that's the concern I had is the, the the tackles. They need to step it up. Right. So what I was thinking is like maybe have TJ there or Jesse just give the guy a little nudge, then run your route. That helps get him off their game a little. Yeah. Or, you know, also having some type of balance. If if we're going to pass the ball 30, 40 times, yeah, it's going to be a long night because they're going to know, all right, just rush the passer. If they know that they're just going to rush the passer, it makes it, the defensive line, they're blitzing, they make everything easier. But if they're, if they're, if they're kind of concerned, they're like, oh, shit, is he – if he run the play action, is he handing the ball off? Is he is he going to do a play action? It kind of gets them not knowing what's going on. So we got to get them balanced. We got to – Get them to respect the running game. I think the way like this game plan is. You guys remember last year the New England game? Oh uh, yes. yeah, that's the game plan. I think they're going to want to control the clock because Arizona, <clears throat> excuse me, the Cardinals want to run no like up tempo offense, no huddle. They want to run like ninety plays a game if they could. Let them. That shit doesn't Detroit work. Detroit wants to do the opposite. They want to control the clock. 
They want to run the ball. They want to dictate the time of possession. And they want to score while they're doing all that. That's good for them. If you run, if you remember Chip Kelly, that shit does not work. Because what happens is one, you, the the veterans you do have in the team, they're more likely to get injured. They get tired. They get tired. Um, you have quicker three and outs. So if you do that fast paced shit, and it doesn't work, guess what? Your defense is right back on the field because it's a three and out. Um, and then your defense right. is tired. Now your defense is tired. Um, it, it doesn't work in the pro level. And we saw that with Chip Kelly. So they could do that all they want. Let them do it. And this goes back to inexperienced coach, Cliff Kingsbury. You want to bring that college stuff, let them bring it. Because as we've seen before, it doesn't work. Um, and I know they're trying, what they're trying to do, they're trying to mirror Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Work Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City is different. It's a different, different tempo, different, different game plan. And then you're dealing with a coach that has experience as Andy Reid. He knows how to get things, put things together. Um, as of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, I have no faith that he does know how to handle situations and stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah, the Lions have a lot of favorable matchups. The only like one that like I'm most concerned about is the one I said. And if Melvin misses the game, whoever steps in Melvin, that would also be a concern at corner. But those are my only like. Man, I don't. I don't care who's at cornerback. Honestly, this game. Who is? When is Kyler Murray gonna have the time to throw that ball to that wide receiver? Anyways, like, who the hell cares who's that wide receiver? Who the like? You have Trey Flowers, Romeo Aquara coming at you. You're not gonna have time in the pocket. Your starting right tackles out this game. You're trying to tell me some waiver claim guy's gonna go in that spot right there. <laughs> Where the hell are they gonna have the time to throw? They're, they're, I don't care not, who plays cornerback. Unless... I can play corner. And maybe do a solid job there, man. You Come would. on now. All you got to do is jump the route because it's going to be short. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, if, if you get pressure on them, all you got to do is just jump the route. It makes it easier. But um, the only way they're going to have time is that they have extra blockers. And I've been hearing that they're going to, since they only have two tight ends on their roster, they are planning on using extra offensive linemen. Sorry as to interrupt ends. you, but earlier we forgot to mention the tight ends. It's uh, Charles Clay who was a good receiver earlier in his career, but now he's more of a blocker. And Max Williams, who was a blocker, and Tyler liked him in the uh, free agency. Free agency, yeah. I mean, going to Charles Clay, my only memory of Charles Clay is when he played for the Miami Dolphins, and then and after the Miami Dolphins went to the Bills, and then probably had a few other teams after that. But when he was on the Dolphins, he was he was okay. I mean, he, he's, yeah. a good, he's a pretty he's, he's a solid guy as far as he – if you need him to catch a pass, he can catch a pass. If you need him to block, he can block. He's their number one tight end. He's their number one tight end. Um, but going back to as far as them protecting Kyler, um, they're going to use extra blockers. They, ha- they have to use extra blockers. <laughs> they have to. They have to. And um, if not, they're gonna, it's going to be all short routes, five and outs. Like I said, you're going to see legal picks where guys are doing drags, trying to get guys open. Nothing, nothing will be past 15 yards because they don't have the time. If, if you're only going to leave your – your five offensive linemen out there to, to block <laughs> those guys is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals are not a good old line. They're just not. Okay, could we just sum up this game real quick? The Arizona Cardinals are not a very good team, and this is a good test for the Detroit Lions. I think that's just like a, a very good way to sum up this game. Well, I'd say they're a mystery, bro, because we don't really know what we're getting out of them. Yeah, they're, they're, everything they've done in the offseason is just like not normal. It's the all Cardinals like are a mystery team, like to be surprised potentially. No surprise. Surprise what? Surprise Sur- what? A top five pick? <laughs> I mean, that's like, not a surprise. What, like, I mean, what, I, I don't, what is I don't, I, I don't want to hold on them. I don't want to show on them like that. But they suck. They didn't. <laughs> not good. They didn't. They, they didn't address their issues from last year. Exactly. And this is why. This is why I think that GM is gonna get fired. This is this. This is why because you, you bring in you, you you have a first round a top ten pick. You draft Rosen. Gave him no help. Like he gave him an impossible situation, impossible yeah, situation. There's, there's, there's no quarterback could could have succeeded in that situation. Like it was an impossible situation to succeed. You traded him because you said, "Oh, we had the worst offense." Well, duh, you have no offensive line. David Johnson couldn't run anywhere. Larry Fitzgerald's like, "Yo, what's going on?" Everybody's not happy. Like there, there was no chance. And then you go to this draft, you trade, you pretty much give away. Your first round pick that you drafted last year. You draft Kyler Murray. You don't address the offensive line, and then you just bring a whole bunch of speedy receivers. 
like yeah, the, the, this team is this team is dysfunctional, man. This team is not it's not a good football team. I'm just um, saying, like we just don't know what they'll throw at us. And Kyler Murray didn't go number one overall for like he's actually talented. Good. He deserved to go number one. He's talented. Yeah, I don't he's think we should just talk about this team like they're trash. Yeah, I mean, they're he's, in a bad situ- he's in a bad situation. His but we've never seen right we've never seen how this is gonna work. I just want to give you'll it a see, chance. You'll see it Personally, on I don't think it's gonna work. But <laughs> you'll see it someday. But you can't just say like they suck. We haven't even seen them they, play a game. They, okay, th- this can is I, the thing. Can I say in the next podcast they suck? Yeah, you you have all yeah you have green light like shit. Go for it. Green light. Um, there's a lot of great players. To get drafted into bad situations and their career ends up getting destroyed because they're just in bad situations. Right. Um, that happens all the time. I'm not saying nothing about Kyler. Kyler, if he Kyler was on a different team, a different situation, hell, who knows what Kyler could be right now. Say if I, I actually like Kyler Murray. Say if Kyler say if the Green Bay Packers drafted Kyler Murray and they held him on the bench for a year or so, two years. Aaron Rodgers is what, 36? He retires, bring Kyler Murray. Guess what? You have an explosive offense. You have offensive line. You have talent around. You could make plays. If it's a different situation, yeah, he could succeed. But if you draft a quarterback and think that he's going to just – first of all, his speed, he's going to realize real quick that there's defensive linemen that's going to be able to chase him down. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a little issue, man. It's, it's, he's in a really bad situation, bad offensive line. He's not going to have time. I, you know, I wish I could say more because I like the kid. You know, I liked him in college. Yeah, I like Hyder. Oh, guys. I think he, I, the Lions actually just tweeted out that Sean Hand has been downgraded to out. Mm, that was live breaking news on the podcast. Wow. So okay. the Sean Hand is out. So we would not have the Sean Hand. So we got how Kevin Strunk stepping up. How does that affect the does that affect it? Doesn't our, affect anything. It does not affect You got Mike Daniels in there. You got Kevin Strong. Um oh my Kevin Strong. Yeah, you got A. Sean Robinson, Damon Harris. Does not affect anything. Exactly. I think we could use like our third unit. In the preseason against this offensive line, and probably still be able to generate pressure. Okay, okay, yeah, I would slow down there. <laughs> no, man, man, no, that's what are you that talking about, man? defensive line cannot even generate passers to like the Texans' third line offensive line. So no, I, I, I slow your wheels right over there, man. They're not, they're not that bad. All right, that, our, th- our third team's defensive line's bad. My bad, Tyler. Well, it was good. They're not here no more. They was. They they were bad. They were bad. Yeah, long gone. Long gone. All right. Um, let's let's just hop into the next topic. I can't have a dysfunctional team. I mean, I know we are Lions fans, but let's get. This is a different dysfunctional. All right. Let's get into our predictions and let's end this podcast. All right. So for our predictions, we like to do bold predictions on this podcast. We did them last year, and I want to reinstate this. This is bold predictions, not just predictions. Bold. Okay. Malcolm, give me your bold prediction. Bold prediction. I will say that. The Arizona Cardinals will not score a touchdown this game. It'll be all field goals. Okay, and give me your score prediction with that. 35-9. 35-9, okay. All right, Pierre, what's your prediction? Uh, bold prediction? Yeah, and your score prediction after. All right, my bold prediction is Matthew Stafford will score a touchdown. They'll do some trick play. And oh, then... Okay. Um, Philly like- special? Wait, is it like the Philly special or something like, like the- that? Something like that. Danny Mandola throws it to him, or like Logan Thomas, a former quarterback, throws it to him. I don't know. Something fun. Okay. And mm-hmm. my score prediction is going to be thirty to thirteen. Okay. 30 so, you, so you have mm-hmm. them scoring a touchdown, I believe. Yes. You have Kyler Murray scoring a touchdown. Are you- you have him running it, running it, or is it? I have no idea. I just have him scoring a touchdown. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with my bold prediction. My bold prediction is very bold, and this has nothing to do with Stafford's health. I'm not saying Stafford's going to get hurt in this game, but I'm saying this game is going to get so out of hand that quarterback Josh Johnson is going to get in the field this game, and he's going to play in the game. I don't know what he'll do, but he's going to get in this football game. I think that's pretty he'll, bold. He'll kneel the ball. He'll, he'll yeah. take the knee. That's, yeah. that's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> run out the clock okay <laughs> all right and then for my score prediction i also do not have the arizona Cardinals scoring a touchdown i'm going to go with the score of 28 to 6 i think this is going to be a slaughter fest and um call me buys all you want 
and I'm not even like just saying this because the Lions team is like all that great. I'm saying this because this is how bad this Arizona Cardinals team is, and I'm excited to see this Lions team at the same time. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's no way that this should not be a blowout. And the reason why I say that is because talent-wise, talent-wise, we are better than the Cardinals in all phases of football. I think the only position group that you can say, okay, they have a stronger position group than the Detroit Lions, I personally think is their linebacking core. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's just their linebacking core. Um, we, we, we have, you know, we're just more talented. And I don't believe in Kingsbury. You know, I already run into that. I, don't, I, I have zero faith in that guy. Um, so, yeah, this is not a blowout. Or if Detroit Lions somehow get out coached by Cliff Kingsbury, tune into the next podcast. That's all I got to say. Lord, if no, something no. like that, if one of those two things happened, if, if this is a close game, we're going to win by like a field goal, or we get out coached by a college offensive coordinator. Oh, <laughs> y'all better tune in next week. And Malcolm will be flying in Detroit too, man. Malcolm's gonna be flying in Detroit. I'm call, I'm, I'm, I might call the Detroit Lions office on the air because I'm gonna need some explanations. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 39 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed this. You know, it's time for the regular season, man. Fall time is here. I'm excited, and I assume you guys are very excited as well. So um, let's get things rolling, and let's get the season started 1-0, baby. We'll be back Monday, or we'll record Monday. uh, Our show will be on Tuesday morning, so look out for that. Our post game thoughts. Hopefully, everything is positive on that. <laughs> All right, guys. Undefeated. Right, guys. Out. Undefeated. Hey. Undefeated. Hey. hey. Peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.